we go in pairs, you know, two opposite people during the civil war who used to kill each other, not necessarily knowing each other, you know, to kill each other's group, you know. We go together to show that there is a parallelism between how I became and how he became what he became. And it's it's the same process. So it gives people an option, because it's a choice at the end, to say, ah, not only they are bad people, my own also were bad people. So that means that uh, let's sit and see how we can change things. It won't work like that, you know. That's Assad Jaftari. Unlike some of the guests on the podcast, he's fairly well known, or perhaps infamous, in Lebanon. He was a commander with the Lebanese forces, a Christian militia that was responsible for its share of atrocities during the civil war. But in 2000, he wrote an open letter apologizing for the crimes of his side in the war uh, and trying to stimulate a national debate. This has been followed on his part by nearly 20 years of philanthropic work, much of it in partnership with other former fighters. We discuss a lot of interesting points. What prompted that kind of radical change in perspective while atrocities were still ongoing on both sides, on all sides? How did he keep moving forward despite the reactions of most of his former comrades? Looking back over now 30 years, what does change look like in Lebanon for him? What are his realistic expectations for how younger generations will see the world? This is One Step Forward. My name is Ian Quick. Let's get into it. Well, I I usually start these in the same way, which is, is if you're at a social function, if you're meeting someone at a wedding, you know, or at a restaurant, how do you describe what you do with your time for a living, what you do these days? For a living? I mean, maybe you do something else for a living, I guess. But. For a living, uh, what I do is not for a, for a living. No, as a calling? But it's a full-time, uh, it's a full-time work. Mm-hmm. Most of it is pro bono. Mm-hmm. When I say most of it, it's 95% maybe. It's pro bono. I have a rent which uh, uh, gives me enough uh, money to to live normally, you know, not, uh, not, well, I'm managing, let's say, at this, at this level. Because I took a decision uh, uh, that I will give what's left of my life to uh, to help others uh, to change, to see things differently. Mm-hmm. Not only on the military aspect, you know, or the uh, peace building, and but also in, in uh, to change intimately, you know, the level of moral values and, and similar things. Mm-hmm. What people like to see in me is... Uh, is not uh, uh, the main thing that I I try to do, you know. Mm. For me, I use what I'm doing as a Trojan horse Mm -hmm. 
to try to implement in people uh, come back to uh, to living morally you know is it easy to explain that ambition that sort of approach to people that uh, you meet to uh, people you've known from school no this is not what how what i tell Mm, yeah, what I tell is to say that uh, at a certain level, I I have a a past past full of uh, uh, f- full of sins and mistakes, mm. and at a certain level, I woke up and I felt and I still feel that I have to amend first and then uh, to. To tell others not to do the same mistakes that I uh, that I did, mm. you know. At the end, what is it? It's a it's a call for uh, uh, for dialogue, for peace, for uh, for opening uh, uh, one's heart and one's mind uh, to listen to what the other has to say. I mean, and to. To accept that the other has his, his share of the truth somewhere. And that all this would not be possible if we don't have a benchmark of values, you know, and mm. that this benchmark of values uh, can be very, uh, uh, very clear and very simple. It does not have to be, you don't have to be a lawyer, you know, to understand. Mm. What these things are, you know, mm. very practical. Very, you know. This I learned from uh, Initiatives of Change, which was called Moral Rearmament in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there uh, four, uh, uh, if you like, values, uh, the principal values that we try to abide uh, by, uh, to, which are uh, honesty, purity, unselfishness, and love, mm-hmm. you know. This is what I uh, try uh, to do, you know. I try to explain to people mainly because, especially in Lebanon, people are living a kind of despair. Mm. Because what uh, uh, what came after the civil war uh, is not something really bright and something we're happy about. Uh, to tell them that we can really prepare for a better future. You know, mm. uh, if we stop uh, feeling, uh, if we stop being part of the problem first, if we stop feeling or uh, uh, loving to be a victim, and turn into a responsible person. Mm. So it's a call to, to everyone to take a, a share or take part in this. Uh, construction work that uh, all of us have to do to change things around us. Mm. Do people challenge that? Do people... Of course they challenge that. I mean, uh, people are sceptical, you know, especially that many came and uh, uh, on the political level, you know, with beautiful ideas, beautiful thoughts, but to the difference of what the politics say or uh, said or are saying this is this has nothing to do with politics uh, i don't want to deal with politics because i feel that this is real politics mm. i mean uh, uh, 
politics without any agenda you know i don't have any agenda but to uh, to make uh, people feel better be better mm-hmm. and be more helpful to each other at the end you know how did you come to um, this position from where you were and there is a interview on the website of of Fighters for Peace in which you talk a little bit about how you were pulled into violence during the Civil War from sort of 75. Even before. Even before the Civil War. Mm. Uh, Violence in me did not start uh, with the starting of the Civil War. I don't know if it is said in this particular uh, part or not, but I like to say that my civil war started many long years before when I discovered that there was another and that I should uh, beware this other uh, and that I should fear the other and then I came to to be afraid of him and then to hate him Mm. uh, until I mean, we came all of us to to the use of uh, of violence, and this is a period of of active fighting. It's with its sort of peaks and its valleys, obviously. So, how did you, how and when did you uh, start to make this transition? I guess because it's quite a dramatic shift, right, from a politically partial perspective um, during a civil war to what you're now describing to me. These are two very different things. So what catalyzed that? How did that It was not only uh, political. It was also sectarian. Mm -hmm. It was so religious. It was uh, on the community level, also on the identity level. Many things, you know, Mm. many things. You know, it, it took me maybe to be treated like a traitor by my own people to be thrown outside the Christian area uh, to become the other for my own Mm. to understand uh, to uh, to feel what a displaced person uh, a countryless person like the Palestinians for example Mm -hmm. uh, someone who has needs and cannot fulfill them uh, normally I mean uh, someone who became despised by by uh, many uh, to start asking uh, themselves questions myself questions mm-hmm. it's uh, so uh, uh, it all happened outside my comfort zone mm-hmm. and when i stopped being uh, a was not a hero but I mean, one of the known figures of my own people, you know. Mm -hmm. We went to Zahli, a Christian city outside the Christian center, uh, because we needed protection and we could not live, go immediately live among the Muslims, Palestinians, leftists. Uh, We picked Zahli because we supposed that Zahli would receive us uh, better than other areas outside the Christian center, you know. Mm. And to our surprise, even in Zahli, we were refused and despised and dealt with as traitors because we had signed the, the peace agreement 
of uh, the end of 85, which was called the Tripartite Agreement. And we were, uh, uh, the Christians felt that we had given too much mm-hmm. and that we were traitors at the end. We were considered as traitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so followed with uh, attempts on our lives, even on my life, more than, uh, more than once, you know, and uh, similar uh, and similar things and at a certain level you know so more time to to think mm-hmm. i was down very down i mean uh, by uh, the down uh, despised by the others mm-hmm. i had a lot of hatred now not only to my former enemies but to my newer enemies who were the christians themselves mm-hmm. or part of the christians themselves mm-hmm. this is another another thing and uh, there uh, we met a group my wife and i called uh, moral rearmament mm-hmm. uh, which later on uh, changed its name into initiatives of change and I think that uh, we found the oasis we needed to live in a uh, in a more uh, accepting, uh, loving environment among those same people who refused us. Mm. They admitted that they were against us in politics, but they were uh, uh, they wanted to. Uh, take care of us as human beings mm-hmm. uh, in the name of love and, and, and. So, first, this thing was, uh, I suspected, uh, hidden agenda. Mm. And when my wife came and told me that uh, they wanted to meet with her and uh, other uh, wives, you know, and ladies of our group, I told her, take care, go, I don't mind, but take care. It, I give her a series of a series of questions, you know, who's behind them, who's financing them, mm-hmm. how do they elect their leadership, which embassy is behind them, and 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 then later on, I I really discovered that they were genuine people who really were uh, wanted to preach one main thing: change is possible if you are ready to change yourself. Mm. And uh, at the beginning, I felt it was a ridiculous idea because I had nothing to change in me. I was a perfect guy. Of course. You know, yeah. <laughs> element- I'm, I'm real. <laughs> yeah, elementary, my dear Watson. Uh, so, uh, but later on, when they told me, okay, can you compare your life to four moral values and try to reach the absolute in them, which are uh, purity, honesty, unselfishness, and love, mm-hmm. that I can say the process, I would say that it started, but the process was laid down in front of me, and I had a choice. Mm. Whether run away and continue to run away, and not wanting to listen to any of, of this, especially when they started talking about taking a quiet time on a daily basis and thinking about what I had done in my life, the things I have to change in my life, comparing my life to these moral values, trying to correct what needed to be corrected, and, 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 and. My first reaction was to run away. 
So I used to go to their meetings, but did not want to take these things seriously mm. because I knew where this will will take me, you know. And I ran away many, many long years. Mm. I was with them, but not with them. Mm-hmm. Also, of course, I was enjoying the good fellowship. You know, the nice people, the new. Uh, new environment, a better environment, you know, the one you dream of mm-hmm. uh, somewhere. Uh, but I did not take it uh, seriously until little by little, you know, I was pushed by force, I think, that was stronger than me, that put me in front of a mirror. Mm. Wow. And this is where uh, I saw someone I did not recognize. It was not me. Mm. It was a monster mm. transformed. It was not me at all. You know. I didn't know that the, I had reached this uh, this level, you know. And uh, it's by uh, by following up these exercises and by listening to others sharing their fall downs. Mm. Because uh, we used to make, and we still do it, I mean, each week now we do it uh, uh, each 15 days because of the traffic uh, (laughs) issue, you know. Uh, A group uh, quiet time where we sit together, we take our quiet time together, and at the end, if you have to share anything, you share anything Mm. about what you decided, what you felt, what you saw, what things you need to correct, etc. And this fellowship... Uh, helped me to see that these people don't pretend to be uh, perfect. Mm. To the contrary, they were sinners uh, like me, maybe less, of course less, uh, but uh, and they publicly spoke of their uh, 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 their sins, their mistakes, their hopes, their wrongdoings, etc. And promised themselves in front of others to change, to, 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 to So this uh, helped me also, you know, uh, to understand that I was not hopeless, that uh, if they can change, okay, then it means that at a certain level, if I decide to change, I could change. The decision was difficult, of course. Uh, Long, tiresome, very difficult. It did not uh, finish, I think. I'll take it... uh, I'll take this attempt with me to the tomb, you know. Mm. Uh, I, I'm still, I still discover on a daily basis issues in me to change or, you know. Mm. But at least now I think that this exercise made me conscious, yes, of, uh, of my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is one thing which was happening to me. In parallel, I was invited by the team of Beirut, of Initiatives of Change, to, then I met the team of Beirut, you know, and I became became part of the two teams. Now I'm I'm still part of the two teams, somehow. uh, To join uh, some uh, dialogue meetings that they had started within the war, Mm -hmm. during the war, in, uh, since 1985. Mm -hmm between Christians and Muslims who used to to meet far from media, far far from any public, 
to discuss as simple individuals. This is how it started, mm-hmm. you know. Lawyers, engineers, and similar things. Uh, to, to, to speak, you know, a, a, an honest talk, you know, about mm-hmm. how they felt, what should be done, what, how they could influence or try to influence the situation by influencing the players, you know, and, 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 and. Later on, they were joined by judges and by politicians and by clergies and by, and so on, then by me. Mm-hmm. And it's there, I think, that I discovered that the other, not I think, I'm sure that this is where I discovered that the other was not really another. Mm. That he was uh, so different from the image I had received or inherited or adopted. Mm. Because at a certain level, I feel that you adopt a position about a person. Even if everything proves uh, the opposite, but that's it. I decided you are a bad person. You Mm -hmm. are a demon. Yeah, we were different, of course. We had different opinions, yeah. But these differences were not enough reason to kill each other mm-hmm. and to to have as a fruit 200,000 people killed. We could have done it differently, I mean, by sitting and discussing and trying to solve the situation and being uh, just you know, uh, towards uh, those who needed uh, justice. Mm. And in that case, for me, then I discovered that it was the Muslims who needed justice Mm. to be given by uh, their fellow citizens who were the Christians who were uh, holding all the prerogatives and the development and money in their hands Mm. back then. And I discovered that I did not hold... Uh, the the truth and the only truth and the uh, truth was a capital uh, letter you know uh, they too had their 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 version of the things they have their truth which they thought was the only truth also of course the main exercise was for me was at the beginning to accept to be among them then to accept to I don't know which one comes first, listen or hear, you know, but to to pay attention to what they were saying. Mm. Not, okay, I know it, I know it, I know better, and I start preparing my answer or what I have to say, not even answer, a monologue, you know. This is, it was a school for me that a dialogue is not a series of monologues, you know. No, you have to listen mm. and to accept also to accept that if you accept that you don't hold uh, the truth and you are not always right and you don't have to be necessarily always right, then you would accept that the others uh, have something to say and that this thing might be better than your set of ideas. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think, where the new me was transformed, you know, into someone who's carrying some of his good ideas, but also some of the other's good ideas. So after it, normally, naturally, we became friends. Uh, then we started working together. And until today, this same group, man, many have died. Meanwhile, you know, some of the clergy and others, 
this group, I mean, uh, members of this group are still uh, uh, the main icons of dialogue in, in the country. So this process, I'm speaking now of 12 years. Mm. In the year 2000, uh, my son comes back from school one time. He told his mom that I, uh, my friend told me that when he comes near a mosque, uh, he's so annoyed that he wants to vomit. I said to myself, this is me. Mm. This is me when I was his age. Mm. You know, so he's inheriting without us telling him anything from society what made of me what I became. If and if I became what I became, it's because my father's and my grandfather generation and the other generation did not solve their issues. Uh, I mean, and their uh, bad history together. Mm -hmm. uh, so if I stay silent at this level. Uh, because I had changed and I see things differently, then I would be doing a worse sin than the sins I had done during the war. Mm. I had to speak out first to my son, then to my victims or their relatives mm -hmm. to say, listen, I changed. I'm sorry. I, done, I have done horrible things. Now I see things differently. Please try to forgive me, as I will try to forgive those who had harmed me, my family, my people, my own, my, 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 my. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to have played the role of God in my country, either in the Christian community or among the other communities. And from now on, I'll try to repair what I uh, did, try to. And try to redeem and work for for this new, uh, you know, style of of life. Well, I think briefly this is this is it. You know, this is how I became the new me who is still evolving. I'll cut this bit out because we're reading. But this was the in two thousand. This was a, an open letter. The same night. They decided to publish it. Mm. I re started receiving calls from my former comrades. Some thought I was doing it for politics. Through time, they discovered that this was not my my aim. No, to the contrary, you know, you don't denude yourself in public. You don't go so far and so deep if you have an agenda of going into politics. I think. Not the best way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and these people did not understand at the beginning. Some thought that I was doing it on purpose against my former chiefs and my... Uh, some still, uh, until today, call me the priest or the bishop, you know. They, uh, uh, sarcastically. <laughs> yes, sarcastically, of course. Okay, I smile. I accept what they say. I accept the fact that they refuse what I'm saying. You know, I, I accept that they don't want to understand that there's a difference between defending yourself, your country, your own, and doing what all of us, I mean, and I did during the Civil War. Mm. The bad things we did, you know. Mm. The hatred we we planted in the hearts and uh, of people, you know, and it was a mess. Mm. You, you 
Describe that sort of mostly in terms of the, the internal yeah. change. But alongside that, of course, you were, uh, you had peers, you know, comrades, people from all around you in your life who were not necessarily doing that same process. And you must have experienced a fair amount of resistance, uh, criticism, Worse than threats, resistance, even, I yeah. assume. Yeah, yeah. Um, throughout that sort of 12 years, no? No, not only, uh, not through the 12 years, because uh, during the 12 years, they did not notice, I did not speak publicly. Uh. It was very intimate. Okay. You know, it's afterwards, it's starting with, it started with the letter until today. Mm. And it's still the case. Mm. Still the case for some. Yeah. How do you navigate that? You don't navigate uh, that. You, it's a decision, you know. Mm. I decided to be authentic. So at a certain level, I, I won't say that I don't care, you know. I always care to, uh, to react or to act uh, uh, with love and in a loving way and uh, with an acceptance mm -hmm. of what they have to say, you know. You know, you live it uh, or, or leave it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I'm, I'm living my life the way I want others to live, or I'm trying to live my, li my life the way I would like others to, uh, to live. Uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not saying something and acting uh, differently. And uh, I think that things are, uh, or another purpose is pushing me. Uh, towards places that I would have never uh, dreamed uh, going to or uh, uh, people uh, or addressing uh, such a, uh, a types of, of people or uh, having uh, uh, daring uh, daring to say the things I say or I have to say sometimes uh, without, you know, without uh, hesitating a moment. Mm. You know, the list is very long. The list is very, very long of experiences of, wow, that's not me. It cannot be my strengths, which, which is doing this, you know. Something is amplifying what I'm trying to do, you know, and trying to spread it larger and larger and larger, you know. Mm. And I, I obey. Was there not... Strong resistance from people who are close to you from the beginning? You mean my wife? Uh, the case of my wife is uh, different because during the war we were thinking the same way mm. together. Uh, 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 and the change happened for both of us together also. Okay. through initiatives of change and because we lived the same situation, if you like, at mm. a certain level. And we met the other together and, 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 and. So she was, uh, no, no, she, she was and is still very uh, behind me, you know, and backing me. Uh, of course, sometimes she's fed up and uh, with what I do and the risks I'm taking and the fact that people are attacking me. My son also, who's married now, uh, mm. feels the same thing, mm. you know. 
But uh, they know that I'm happy with what I'm, with what I'm doing and I'm convinced with what I'm uh, doing and that uh, at a certain level I took a decision to, to do it fully, totally, deeply. You've been quite active uh, in this. This open letter obviously is a big sort of turning point for you, of course. Um, I declare, this is when I declared yeah. uh, changing. You know. Yeah. And ever since, I mean, you've been fairly active in terms of, of speaking to people and, and uh, engaging with... Peace building and, and, and... What are the... Sort of what are the most successful, in your view, aspects of that... What have, what have the things that have really stood out since 2000 now, doing this quite a while, what are the things you think that have really resonated or, or, or worked? Nothing is successful. Nothing is successful. I'll tell you why. What we do or what I'm trying to do is not quantifiable. Mm. And it's annoying <laughs> because you never know the impact you did or the intimate decisions that the people who are uh, who are listening to you or even who were attacking you mm-hmm. uh, but at a certain level you felt that their eyes stopped you know and they started thinking uh, intros- introspect introspecting themselves mm-hmm. you know you never know what happens in the heart of, of people or in their uh, minds you know? of course uh, some reactions are obvious you know Mm-hmm. A kid who comes and tell, uh, tells you, I wish my dad was listening to you because I would like him to change, for example. Or someone who tells you a Palestinian who lost six, uh, six of his own in a, in a massacre, or you call it a battle, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, who tells you, uh, tonight I'm, uh, I'm, uh, uh, I'm reconciled after uh, uh, listening to what you have to say, for example. Okay, but these are very rare, you know. But when uh, when you meet the number of people we meet during uh, the year, I mean, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't try to know anymore if, because we are asked, how was the meeting? I mean, uh, was it a good meeting? I tell them, uh, what do you mean? Did they upload? Yes. If, if this is what you need to know, but what impact it what impact it had, I cannot say. I cannot say because maybe one of these young, if he's young, you know, because we meet all kinds of. But the majority is uh, young people. This is our main target, you know. Who knows if this young guy or this young lady won't be heading a, a political party in thirty years, and will then. Not meanwhile, but will then remember a sentence that she or he heard uh, during this evening and hesitated one second. This would be enough for me. A second of hesitation. When the drums start, the drums of war start uh, playing. One second of hesitation. It would be enough for me. Because imagine someone who refrains, a person, one person, who refrains from using violence. One person. 
the person who would have been the victim of this person is also someone gained to the cause. And the reaction of the parents of this victim who won't do anything to a perpetrator or to one of the others is also... So, it's a complex, uh, you know, iteration, but uh, no. <laughs> this is how I say. Sometimes I, I see uh, the the future of uh, our work, you know. Mm. It starts with a second. A millisecond, even. It does, but I think that requires a certain amount of maturity, like a better word, because when I started doing, uh, working on conflicts, um, this is only 15 years ago, Tech. I was very impatient for results and for, yeah. for things yeah. that I could write down and quantify and see and know that something had changed. And I have to imagine that um, you know, when the younger people who, who work with you are probably the same and are impatient to see something they can sort of quantify and write down and know is, is shifting. It must be sometimes hard to. explain that and uh, get people on board and engaged and motivated, no? Uh, I fundamentally take your point, but it must be very difficult to explain that sometimes to... Uh, to a funder. To a funder, obviously. For example. For <laughs> most example. most yeah. practically, yeah. So what are the results you are expecting? Yeah. How can we assess your results? These are the toughest things to answer. But you answered the truth. I mean, we answered the truth. Yeah. I mean, you you will never be able to assess. Mm. But the fact of uh, people uh, ready to sit together sometime is enough result. You know. mm. Depends on what uh, what you have in mind. I mean, mm. but what happens after we leave a session or after we leave a dialogue, and these guys are going back to their natural environment? and listen to the news on the same TV channel, and listen to their leader spreading his message of hate and divide on a daily, daily, daily basis. So you ask me if we had any impact? Impact? Maybe. But what happened 24 hours later? I cannot guarantee a thing. And this is the issue we, are, we have discussed at least 20 times among us as fighters for peace, you know, mm. how can we create a more sustainable uh, or get more sustainable results from the group of youth? I'm not speaking of peace building between two communities. And, you know, uh, this is a, a long saying that has its own, you know, system. I'm speaking of the people we are visiting and who listen to our testimonies. Mm. How can we make it sustainable? So we we imagined some tricks, if you like. The main thing, I think, is to be able to, between brackets, uh, recruit uh, some of the, if we're visiting schools and universities, recruit for our cause, for the good cause, some of the teachers. Mm -hmm. Because uh, these teachers are there. We come, they give us two hours, uh, and then we won't see them anymore, you know. Mm. But a teacher is there. He is there for them the whole year, 
and he is there for the other uh, years who will follow. You know, so we started also working on on teachers, giving them the ABC of the of the job. <laughs> And uh, we thought also of uh, kind of uh, assessment of the change that these teachers felt among their students at the end of the year. You know, in their remarks, in their behavior, and also, uh, for example, we received a report which surprised us. A teacher, a lady teacher, noticed in Tripoli that her students became less violent between uh, less bullying each other since they heard us we we never spoke of this aspect you know of nonviolence but it was one of the results that was felt mm. we did not uh, work for it you know but uh, mm. has there been a generational change i mean you you spoke uh, of your son when he was 12. Was that generation raised with the same stereotypes, messaging, worldview, I guess, community views, partisan or uh, confessional views as your generation was? Or have things shifted a little bit? Depends on many, many components. Mm. Depends on the environment where they live. If it's a pure blood <laughs> between brackets community, mm. uh, whether on the political level or the sectarian level or the regional uh, level or, or, or one. Depends on the school and the university where they got their studies. Mm. Because today, many, many, many schools and universities are... Uh, doing uh, an ex exchange programs, uh, students from this school visit students of that school and vice versa, or organize camps. We organize camps or summer camps where we bring people from different sides to sit together, live together, discover each other uh, together. My wife has, uh, has created with some Muslim ladies a similar uh, uh, NGO called Let Us Meet where they meet as ladies, women first, mothers, mm -hmm. and then they bring children from different areas, different schools to meet together and discover each other, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, many uh, activities are done on a national level, not governmental level, but mm -hmm. we're speaking of civil society, but on a national level to bring people together, to create awareness about violence, about uh, displacement, about uh, disappeared, about uh, um, dialogue, about uh, the role of media, about, 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 about. This is alleviating a lot the situation. Mm. Is it enough? No, it's not enough. Mm -hmm. Because, as I told you previously, the media is doing a negative work. They might give for a good cause two hours a year, but uh, the rest of the time, it's, it's spreading a very negative and uh, the message of divide and political hatred, suspicion, and the whole set of things you can think of, you know.
the politicians are not helping either with their language and their their because at first they own uh, their own media you know and uh, people are uh, brainwashed many people are brainwashed you know one of the exercises i do is to ask the students either at universities or uh, and now i'm uh, i'm doing it also with grown ups mm. is to ask them how many of them watch the same news on the same tv channel on a daily basis mm-hmm. with either with their parents or by themselves and the majority raises their hands mm. i told them guys you are doomed you are brainwashed mm. because the truth is where you want it to be it's mm. your station it's your leader you're not trying to listen to what the others have to say who says that your leader is always right who says that your political line is the good one go collect good beautiful flowers from the other garden or else you are doomed it's a necessary message i wonder uh, i mean that's that's a message that canon should be given by many people right um, why does it matter that it's coming from you, from your colleagues who were parts of different you know, militias, paramilitary groups? When is that message more effective coming from you as opposed to you know, um, someone with a purely civilian background uh, who works for an NGO or someone like me coming in from the outside, perhaps? The essential thing and this is our strongest point, is that we're not giving theories. We're not professors of political science. You know, we're really telling our true story about how we became, what we became, what we did, and how we see things today, while sharing true experiences, true stories. And the fact also that we go in pairs, you know, two opposite people during the Civil War who used to kill each other, not necessarily knowing each other, you know, to kill each other's group, you know. We go together to show that there is a parallelism between how I became and how he became what he became. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the same process. So it gives people an option, because it's a choice at the end, to say, ah, not only they are bad people, my own also were bad people. So that means that uh, let's sit and see how we can change things. It won't work like that, you know. Does that resonate more with young men, or this is something that people generally understand young men young, young men, men in particular and uh, a woman yeah young uh, young boys and girls you know yeah. Mm. yeah yeah all the people are living a kind of uh, i'm sure you heard of the flintstones <laughs> of course. cartoons yes yeah? so they are uh, a little bit uh, stuck yeah. somewhere they are not ready uh, to move forward mm-hmm. for many 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 reasons the main thing is trauma 
for uh, and different types of trauma. We were speaking of it uh, this morning with someone. There's the trauma, at least for uh, trauma of suffering. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking of the general public. So it's a trauma of suffering first. Second, the shame of what they did not do during the war. I'm speaking of the civilians, of what they did not do. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. How can I, uh, can a citizen who, uh, who knew that the party that he felt positive for uh, did not, uh, was killing innocent people or was organizing massacres or what? The fact of not going and shouting against the politician or the leader or, or, or creates also a kind of shame, mm -hmm. you know? Now, speaking of the military, uh, there's another dimension also, uh, the shame of what they did. Mm -hmm. So, it's, uh, you act differently according to what you are, I mean. Uh, some, uh, some say that, okay, the war has its own logic, and I did not do anything different from what the others uh, did. And, okay, I have nothing to say. Let me continue to live the way I'm living. I have nothing. Some, uh, uh, by the, uh, and this is part of the denial, would say, I was only protecting myself. I, I had a holy cause of protecting myself. Only. Some say, I, have a, I had a holy goal, and uh, everything is accepted to defend this this holy cause and you have people who wake up to what they did and want to change things mm. you know, they are rare those who speak out mm. but many I'm sure that many 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 have changed mm. but they're not ready to speak out they're not ready to help others they're not ready to admit it to others maybe they admitted it to their own God to whatever they believe in um, I'm not sure they even admitted it, uh, admitted it to their wife or to their uh, children. Mm. But at least to themselves and to their God, yes. To their conscience, let's say. But are they ready to help their own society, their own people, or the humanity with their experience of change? There are very few who are ready to pay, to pay a price. Because there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay. I mean, they will throw stones on you mm. from all sides. But can you inherit in a country peace without a price to pay? There's a price to pay. Mm. Is it enough that people realize change internally? Um, Without going further than that, I mean, some people will always, you know, there'll always be some people who go go further and, and are willing to pay that price, but a lot of people will not. Is it enough if they change internally? I mean, is that a is that sort of the realistic objective for for most people, or do you do you think that we should be aiming for more? That people should be active agents of change in in their society? I'm ready to accept that people change, 
and are not ready to do anything publicly. A question. Mm. How do they uh, deal with their uh, husband or with their wife at home? Mm. How do they deal with their children? Mm -hmm. What do they teach to their children? How do they deal with their neighbor? How do they deal with a guy passing by who's not one of theirs? No need to go and, uh, I mean, and uh, uh, do battles like Don Quixote, you know, and shout publicly and, I don't know, yeah. being crucified. No need for that, you know. But these small things make a better uh, environment. Each person can do, can carry a certain weight. Let him carry the minimum weight, he, 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 the maximum weight, let's say. He feels he can, he can carry. Not he wants to carry. He feels he can carry. Because you should want to carry a lot to be able to go publicly and start, you know, speaking on a large scale and trying to work in areas that you would never go to if you had all your mind, I mean, and, uh, mm. uh, you know, but if you, you, you follow your heart, you, you go everywhere. What do you think pushed you? Over that line, if I put it that way. I mean, you uh, have done more than most, let's say. Um, obviously, no one's perfect. I'm sure uh, some of it you would change, but you've done more than most. What do you think carried you that far? I'll tell you what. Mm. Two things. The need to redeem myself, but this is my second reason. My first reason is to change people. To you know, things cannot change. Situations cannot change in changing the laws, in changing the constitutions, in changing the systems, in changing the entities, in changing the infrastructure, in changing the organigrams. It's only by changing people. Mm. You, know, you can have the best constitution in the world. If people are bad, it won't work. You know? So changing people is, is a supreme cause. You know? And this is what keeps me going on. You know? People help me to change. And if these uh, people did not dare come forward and tell me, we, uh, we uh, want to tell you that you can change, uh, that things can change if you are ready to change yourself, and, 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 and. They dared at a certain level. I mean, uh, I used to go to their meetings with two bodyguards outside. I mean, it was a, it was a gun hidden there, here, you know. So they dared, mm. you know. So each one of us has to give something. You know, to cross a certain, to get out of a certain comfort zone. Not necessarily to go so far, you know, but at least to do to do something to do something uh, about it. You know, hmm. would you change anything in that journey that you've undertaken? Yeah. If you went back and did it again, would you do anything differently? Uh, since I changed, you yeah, mean? yeah. Since since I changed, no. I would not change a word in uh, in the uh, letter of apologies. Mm -hmm. I would not change any uh, quality of attendance in these dialogue uh, meetings. I would not change 
anything uh, that occurred or I did or reacted to in any of the uh, of any uh, of the encounters uh, I had. No, I don't think so. I don't think that. And this is rare to feel this. I was, this feel. I was just about to say it. Very rare. Now ask me about uh, if I would change anything in the way I deal with my wife, with my son, with people, with, uh, I mean, the crazy guy who jumps uh, with his car. This is different. But I'm speaking at this level. I'm not a saint. Yeah. It is rare to be able to say that. Um that's uh, that's all you can really hope for, right? If you can look back and say uh, you uh, have been broadly on the right path. One thing I ask everybody, uh, and maybe you do or don't have a, a, a clear sense on this one, was there a, you mentioned a number of people, but was there a book, play, or a poem, or something like this that was influential for you that was important for you when you were making this very difficult switch this very difficult transition yeah two things one was what was written or the speeches or the life style or mainly the speeches of Frank Bookman the initiator of Initiatives of Change and another thing was the book written by Desmond Tutu in Yapadavni Sans Pardon. There's no future without forgiveness. Without forgiveness. And rereading uh, the Gospels. Rereading it differently. Uh, uh, differently than the way I, uh, I used to read them when I thought that I was a good. Uh, believer and uh, at the end I was I loved only the Christians mm. and my the Lebanese Christians not the Syrian Christians even mm. <laughs> yep uh, is there anything else you want to, to add to I want to thank you for what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> for carrying, for carrying, uh, for spreading uh, uh, experiences. I mean, all, uh, to uh, to to other areas and for exchange, uh, exchanging our experiences. I mean, we can help each other. I mean, everywhere in the world. are listening to One Step Forward. We are all about stories of working for social good in hard times and tough places. My name is Ian Quick. Thanks for listening. And just a quick reminder, this podcast thing only really works by word of mouth. So if this episode resonated with you, please share with someone you know who might be interested. Rate us on iTunes or anywhere else for that matter. Join the conversation at onestepforward.fm. Thanks and bye for now.